This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome to your Thursday Rush Hour. Here we are on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you would like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. A very busy day in Washington. We could call what happened in the House of Representatives today, if we had to go for a title, it would be The Crying Game. There were tears and tears and angst and gnashing of teeth and hissing and vitriol, snarling from the Democrat members of the House today. As one of their own, Ilhan Omar was kicked off of the Foreign Relations Committee. Now, you will recall what led to all of this, although the press doesn't like to talk about it. Nancy Pelosi decided she didn't want certain Democrats and uh, Republicans, including Marjorie Taylor Greene, serving on committee, so she kicked them off. Everybody said at the time, well, you know, you're not going to be in power forever. So, okay, you kick yours off. One day we'll be back in power. We'll kick off some of your guys. Well, that's what's happened. Now, I don't know whether it was seemingly a big deal. Do you remember when Marjorie Taylor Greene was kicked off her committee assignments? And it was just like, she's not going to serve on committees. Oh, no, 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 no. On this one, what what House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy has done and, and what has been voted on is to kick her off the Foreign Relations Committee because of her previous remarks that are deemed to be and were deemed to be anti-Semitic and anti-American. You, of course, remember the famous quote from Ilhan Omar speaking at a group describing 9-11, the events of 9-11, as some people did something. That's how she described the terrorist attacks of 9-11. Somebody did something. Well, today, somebody did something again. Only this time, it didn't cost anybody her life. She's just off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries lashed out, lashed out at GOP leaders. He pointed to comments from several House Republicans that compared 
President Biden to Hitler. So what? You people compare Republicans to Hitler every day on the left and worse. So that one gets a big yawn. Yawn. He questioned the loyalty of an American-based Israeli lobbying group. That's what he said Republicans have done. Questioned the loyalty of an American-based Israeli lobbying group. He accused Republicans of joking about the recent attack on husband of former Speaker Nancy Pelosi. I didn't hear anybody joking about that. I heard maybe one person saying something that was, you know, questionable. It's a double, triple, quadruple, and beyond standard when you think about all of the GOP members. These are just three who have engaged in highly offensive, at times, anti-Semitic behavior, rhetoric, and hate. Wah, 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 wah. 218 to 211 was the vote, strictly partisan vote. And as Kevin McCarthy says, I'm not saying she can't have committees, but to sit on foreign affairs, I worry about what the rest of the world looks at, every single word that's said there. She's not going to sit there. Jeffries made no attempt to whitewash. This is a story in thehill.com. Omar's comment saying she has used anti-Semitic tropes. Representative Omar certainly has made mistakes, he said. Like on February 10th, Omar issued an objectionable tweet. House Democratic leaders from then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi on down issued statements condemning her remarks as offensive and called her to immediately apologize for remarks that she's made. Let us listen to the hysterics, some of the histrionics. Let us start with our very own congresswoman from Queens and the Bronx. I wish you could have seen her. If you can get the video of this, put it among your favorites, watching her lash and just just gesticulate like she is absolutely losing that thing that is said to be her mind. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez reacting to what was taking place today on in the House of Representatives. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated what? her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. And then she threw her little paper against the thing. I didn't get a single apology when my life is threatened. Which time? Because <laughs> every other week this woman's claiming that somebody's out to get her. Okay, now this, folks, I warned you in advance, you might feel some empathy because, I mean, wah, because, wah, because Rashid doesn't hold it together very well. And this, of course, now this is just, and no one likes to see, come on, can we be honest, guys? We don't like to hear women crying. We don't like to see women crying. Sometimes it it evokes the deepest 
sympathy that a male can can have, can experience when you hear women crying. It goes right to your heart. It just makes you feel so terrible. Other times it grates on your nerves like nothing else. I will leave it up to you guys in the audience what you think of Rashid, Rashida Talib's reaction on the floor today. Let's take a listen, shall we? Censor Congresswoman Omar in the same week they introduced a bill to ban federal employees from engaging in censorship. Where are the free speech warriors today? The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, the gentlewoman's so time has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You belong the gentlewoman is no longer recognized, and the, the gentleman from Mississippi is recognized. Madam Speaker, I reserve. I tell you what, let's listen to that again, shall we? Censor Congresswoman Omar, in the same week, they introduced a bill to ban federal employees from engaging in censorship. Where are the free speech warriors today? Where the hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. No, it's you not. are showing who you all are, really. <laughs> The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time to has Congress expired. Omar, the I gentlewoman's so time has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong the gentlewoman is no longer recognized, and the, the gentleman from Mississippi is recognized. Lordy, how would you like Madam to? Madam Speaker, I reserve. Gentlewoman. Now that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so poor Rashida. She couldn't just, she couldn't handle it. Does that qualify as mashing of teeth? Is that what the, that, that would, is that what that, that sounds would, like? That would be, that was, that's sort of, yes, that's you kind don't of. Get that, you don't get literal mashing of teeth very often. But. Yeah, that's kind of gnashing of teeth there. That's Rashida. She's I having mean, a worse tenter ta- temper tantrum than like a five-year-old. I know. Five-year-olds it's are just, more well-behaved. It's Tyfield. Now, 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 let me ask you a question. Jason, you haven't weighed in on this. Um, do you feel empathy for her after hearing her cry, or does it kind of grate your nerves? Which one? In that particular, or, or any other? In that, <laughs> in that particular moment, kind of grating on my nerves a bit. To be honest with you, she just started to sound kind of shrill at the end there, and you know, clearly they were trying to cut her off. Oh, shrill. That is such a misogynist <laughs> word, uh, my friend. Getting get myself into trouble. Like, I'm going to have to shrill. walk out of this room. Towards the end there, I think so. Shrill. Hysterical. She's hysterical. She's hysterical. Okay, let us listen to Representative Ilhan Omar, the subject of all of this, and hear what she had to say. This debate today, it's about... Who gets to be an American? What opinions do we get to have, do we have to have to be counted as Americans? This is what this debate is about, Madam Speaker. There is this idea that you are a suspect if you are an immigrant. 
or if you are from certain parts of the world or a certain skin tone or a Muslim. It is no accident that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. It is no accident that former President Donald Trump led a birther movement that falsely claimed he was born in Kenya. Because to them, falsely labeling the first and only president of the United States of America, a Muslim and African immigrant, somehow made him less American. Well, I am Muslim. I am an immigrant and interestingly from Africa. Yeah. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? Frankly, it is expected. Because when you push power, power pushes back. Representation matters. Continuing to expand our ideas of who is American and who can partake in the American experience, experiment, is a good thing. I am an American. An American who was sent here. An American who was sent here by her constituents to represent them in Congress. A refugee who survived the horrors of a civil war. Someone who spent her childhood in a refugee camp. Someone who knows what it means to have a... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's uh, Ilhan Omar. Now, we have to go take a break. When we come back, I'm warning you, we're going to play Ilhan again because I want to parse this, and I want to go through some of the things she's saying. Now, it might surprise you that there were one or two things that she said that Hmm. I have kind of a different thought than some of my fellow conservatives about. But that said, we got to take a break. So let's do that. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Your call is welcome on this and any other topics. There's plenty of other news out here. 800-848-WABC. James Golden, Bo Snurley. We're coming back to Bo Snurley's Rush Hour right after this. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Baby, come to me. On WABC, let's replay Ilhan Omar's comments for a moment, please. There's some things that I want to parse that she said. So let's have it. This debate today, it's about who gets to be an American. What opinions do we get to have we have to have to be counted as Americans. This is what this debate is about, Madam Speaker. No, it's not. There is this idea no, that you are a suspect if you are an immigrant or if you no. are from certain parts of the world or a certain skin certain. tone or a Muslim. It is no, no accident no. that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. It is Stop no accident. Right Former there. Stop it. And we'll pick it up because I want to deal with the Trump thing too. It is no accident that the Republicans 
accused Barack Obama of being a secret Muslim. Well, that's because Obama went on ABC News and when he was speaking with George Stephanopoulos, and if you don't believe me, all you have to do is do the research on this yourself. And when he was asked a question about his faith, Barack Obama answered, my Muslim, fa- uh, my Muslim uh, Christian faith. He said the words, my Muslim faith. That got people, well, what the heck are you? Are you a Christian or are you Muslim? Okay, also, if you go back in the New York Times, I read the article. He was describing the call to prayer, the Muslim call to prayer, as one of the sweetest sounds on earth. He grew up part of the time, let's remember, in Indonesia, heavily Muslim country, and he had very, very favorable views of Islam. Now that's, look, fine with me. But it's not entirely made out of whole cloth that people thought that Obama may have been hiding what he really believed about his religion. But I've always been of the opinion that this is one of the areas you don't question someone on. If they say to you, I'm a Christian, then take their word for it. I'm a Christian. Number one, with religion, you can be a religion, and you don't have to stay that religion all your life. You can change. People do it all the time. And I don't like this. I never like this whole business of questioning someone's religion. Never, ever. Now... Let's pick it up where she talks about President Trump. In the skin tone or a Muslim, it is no accident that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. It is no accident that former President Donald Trump led a birther movement that falsely claimed he was born in Kenya. Because to them, falsely labeling the first and only president of the United States of America, a Muslim and African immigrant, somehow made him less American. Okay, stop. First of all, uh, Ilhan, Barack Obama was not the first and only president of the United States. I think she meant to say the first and only black president of the United States. Not a little verbal faux pas. Okay, but... I objected at the time to this whole birther movement thing. I object to it to this day. Um, I I got sick of it when I was screening calls and always get this. He's born in Kenya. He's born wherever. And yes, I realized that there was a hunt for records. And that a lot of people thought that his birth certificate should have been produced earlier on and all that stuff. I don't even want to revisit it. To me, it was so distasteful. Uh, Much the same way that you could have gone over. I mean, there were people questioning John McCain because McCain was uh, born in Panama. There were people questioning Ted Cruz because Ted Cruz was not born in the continental United States. I believe he was born in Canada. And they wondered whether he would. Now, if you were an American citizen, which is what the Constitution calls for, you can be born on an Air Force base, an American Air Force base, an American embassy That's considered American land. But there are things that Republicans did, some Republicans, not all, during the uh, the Obama administration, and they continue. I continue to be offended every time I see these tropes all over social media that Michelle Obama is a man. And there have been some that have been even worse coming from Republicans, portraying her as a gorilla, which is just horribly racist, okay? It's racist, and it's ugly. And that kind of Neanderthal thinking needs to stop. 
and the nastiness and viciousness in American politics like that. I don't care which side does it. It needs to stop. It's ugly. It's unbecoming. And I don't support unbecoming, nasty, ugly politics. This is about policy, not personalities with people. And I think there is a hint of racism when some people put up things like, oh, Michelle Obama is a man and, and, uh, and, and this business with the gorilla. I mean, there's no other way to look at that. It's ugly. It's racist. It's, dis- it's, it's, it's terrible. But on the birther movement, what would have helped is if documents, and, and right now, Joe Biden, there's a, a fight over his documents that are being sequestered by a school he went to. Same with Obama. Now, they can dig out Donald Trump's tax returns from wherever. They can, all the information that they ever want to find on Republicans is easily accessible. But Democrats make it a habit of withholding information and getting away. Remember Bill Clinton's medical records? Never released. So there is a double standard when it comes to Democrats and Republicans releasing information. But that doesn't excuse bad behavior. And, you know, I understand why people would bring that up. But nobody's picking on Ilhan because she's a Muslim. We have, she's one of two Muslims in Congress now, by the way. No one's saying the other person that's a Muslim doesn't belong on committees and so forth. It's break time here, WABC. James Golden, a.k.a. Sternley. It is our Thursday rush hour. We are coming back. Your calls will be part of the program, 800-848-WABC's number to reach us, 800-848-92. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. That's Phil Perry. Honor. On WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly with you. Hoping that your presence this afternoon is indeed very pleasant. We are glad to have you here. We will get to the telephone calls as soon as we can, but I want to say one or two other words about this Ilhan Omar business. I think it is a very dangerous precedent to kick people off of committees in Congress, elected representatives, because of what they say as elected representatives. I thought it was a dangerous precedent when Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar, when that was used as an excuse, and the Democrats didn't just kick them off of, com- of a committee, they refused to allow them to serve on any committees in the House because Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats didn't like some of the things that they said. And now so the Republicans are doing it. And this is where I think, if I had my way, the argument would be a little bit different because the argument would be based on truth. I wouldn't put this on, it's because of what she said. Yes, Ilhan Omar has said some things that, to a perspective, are anti-Semitic. She stands alone in her opposition, and she has compared Israel to a terrorist state. She's compared it to uh, um, uh, the Taliban. And Is it offensive to people who support Israel? Absolutely, yes. She said things about Jewish people and money that play into those tropes and stereotypes, some of which she's apologized for. Uh, is that disgraceful? Yes. 
But that's not really what's happening here, folks. What's really happening here is simple. The Democrats did it, and so the Republicans are not going to let it go unpunished. You punished our people, so now we're in power, we're going to punish yours. And I think, I wish that people just had the courage to tell the truth. Here's the truth. This is 100% pure political payback. You got two of our people, we're going to get three of yours. Now, Adam Schiff did lie. He Does he have, does he deserve to be on an intelligence committee, given how he misused his power? That may be of a different thing, because now we're talking about how you used your power in a leadership position, which is a much different argument than they said things that I don't agree with and that I find offensive. Using of power and abuse of power is a different thing altogether in the case of Adam Schiff. But in the case of Feng Feng's boyfriend, um, what's his name? Uh, come on, Scott, help me here. Feng Feng's boyfriend, um, uh, Eric Swalwell, and 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 Ilhan Omar. They they say things that are offensive. So what? That's not a crime, and it should not be a crime. Now, if you choose to disagree with me on anything that I've said here, I will happily take your call and take it first. I think it would have just been cleaner if they said, hey, this is political payback. Y'all did it. We're going to do it right back. How you like me now? Okay, so next time you get in power, remember this. We can continue this if you'd like. We can continue this. Every time someone changes power, we're going to start swiping people off committees. Or we can call a truce and say this was a bad idea to begin with, and we're not going to do it again. That's how I really wish this were handled, with complete transparency and honesty. This is political payback. How you like me now? Elections have consequences. Let us go to the telephones. Let us start with Tricia in Trumbull, Connecticut. How are you, Tricia? Hi, James. Um, you may not like the, the reason they're uh, removing Ilhan Omar from foreign affairs, but in my mind, she is a despicable traitor. She has virtually spewed hatred for everything American um, and talking about she's a viper, in my view. She's an enemy of the state, and what she has said, besides being anti-Semitic, is very um, despicable conduct for a congresswoman. I know, know there are many Democrats that spew their hatred, whether it's Chuck Schumer, uh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, you name them, most of them. But she's got the additional element of hating America and to me, that's everything she has said gives that impression. And I look, I you know, Trish, I love you, and 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 so yeah, I I hear everything you're saying. Here is what I think: I think that when you demonstrate with actions that you do that you hate something, see, to me, traitor is a very strong word. Traitor doesn't mean I disagree with you or I disagree with the premise that most of us have for this country. There are people 
on the other side of the aisle who spew things that we consider to be hateful, but they're not speaking from a position of hate. They're actually speaking from a position that they want what we want. They want an America that lives up to the promise of America. They see things very differently, though. Right. And I know some of these people, they talk about all America, the land of the colonizers and all this leftist crap. But when it comes down to it, and if you start really having conversations with a lot of these people, they're upset by the same things you and I are. They're upset that so many kids end up in America in failing situations. They're upset with the violence, with the crime. They're upset with the lack of empathy and, and the fraud that goes on in terms of financial stuff. But their, their solutions to all this are diametrically opposed to ours. And they don't hate the country. Now, there is a group, and there are a group of liberals who absolutely, 100% hate America. And they will tell you, they're the ones that stomp on the flag. They're the ones that talk about how America shouldn't be in existence and given back to people. They're, I'm not denying that those people exist. They do. But we are at a very dangerous moment in this society when we think it's okay to cancel out voices that we don't like to hear. It happens to us all too often, and I don't think that that should be the rationale for throwing people off a duly elected representative in Congress from off of a committee unless she poses a danger to that committee and a danger to national security. Uh, Schiff, Adam Schiff, poses a danger to national security because of the leaks and because of what he did, his actions. All Omar does is run her mouth. And we may not like what comes out of it, but for goodness sakes, if we shut up everybody on the other side that we don't like what comes out of their mouth, we'd only have a handful of Congress people left because even Republicans say stuff sometimes when it comes out of their mouth. I'm like, oh, you are you serious? Trish, I love you so much. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And you get the last word. Let Trish have the last word here. Well, James, she took an oath uh, when she was uh, installed into Congress of loyalty. And I just don't see any loyalty to her. She has compared our country to Hamas and other terrorist groups, the Mm -hmm. Taliban, Mm-hmm. That, to me, is despicable behavior for a co- person in Congress. Is they, I agree with you that they are. The, she, and she, she said Israel was um, like the Taliban, not, not the United States. Um, and, and it is despicable. You got the last word. I agree with you. Trish, thank you, as always. So wonderful to hear from you. We got to go to a break. We're coming back. More of your calls coming up. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Back with you right after this. Don't go away. Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the telephone show. We're here on WABC. John in New York City, your turn up. How are you, John? Oh, I'm very good, Bo. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, well, I I think your statements are well thought out. I, I listen to you every day, but I have to disagree with you on Eric Swalwell. And tell okay. me if I'm wrong. I may I may be wrong, but 
I heard that Fang Fang was a communist spy. She is. And she it, was. Well, well, if that's the case, he has no right being on any committees in Congress. He has no right serving on any committee because any information. And, and I also think the issue is these people are not vetted properly in this country. And we could go, go over a, a whole host of issues, go back to policing and everything else, and even politicians. They're not vetted properly, and the wrong people get into office, and they do their damage. Well, and, I, see, and, I, think you have a, I think you have a reasonable point, but let me just put it to you like this. Uh, Dianne Feinstein, we learned, had a driver that was also a commie spy, and he was with her for 25 years. Now, poor Fi. DiFi is not doing so well these days. They want to kick her out. Democrats can't wait for her to get lost. In fact, we already have a candidate against her, which is rare to have a Democrat candidate against an incumbent as powerful as Senator Dianne Feinstein. But but she had a commie spy with her. Can we be honest? We don't know the full extent of Joe Biden's relationship with China, do we? John? People, why aren't these people vetted? If, if, if Diane Feinstein is going to have would, a drive, would you like to know? Would you like to know the answer to the question? Because absolutely. the FBI, because our FBI and Department of Justice are weaponized. I Thank guarantee you. you, if we had the same sort of set of events, look, they lied about Donald Trump and Russia. They didn't even tell the truth about that. And our intelligence communities were also in bed with it. If we had the same set of information against Republican candidates, they wouldn't just be booted off committees. They'd be booted out of Congress. Okay. Why? So, and so, so I understand your point, but I'm just saying what was not proved, which we all think we know. Can I just be, I'm, I'm sorry if this is going to seem vulgar to some of you. So please close your ears for one second. What we think we know was that Swalwell was boinking the Chinese spy. We don't know that for a fact. Now, if it were proven that Swalwell was boinking the Chinese spy, well then, putting him on intelligence committee, yeah. But without proof, it's just supposition. And that's where I think we have to be very careful. When you start telling elected representatives that they can't serve on a committee, and they were elected, that is a very, very, very important move. And we need to have a sound justification before we do that. That's my point. You get the last word, John. I understand that. Now, listen, I'm a retired police officer, and when I was on, on the police force in my day, I, had, I was on probation for two years. If I so much as look dirty at somebody, I could get fired. Okay, this is what needs to happen with everybody as far as the vetting process. And if there is any inkling that Eric Swalwell's girlfriend or Diane Feinstein's driver is not up to par, not up to snuff, immediately they sh- should be thoroughly vetted right away. It's not going to happen in this country because, like you said, with the FBI, they've been weaponized and each party uses it to their advantage. But that's the issue with this country and and why people like Ilhan Omar and, um, you know, other politicians get away with what they get away with. 
John, I couldn't agree with you more on that statement. Devin, New York City, you're up next. Oh, Sterling, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm just driving and listening to you. A um, couple of times I listen to ABC, and to be honest with you, I'm just listening to you and all of the things and what you're saying, they all in my recipe. Hey, listen, I have a question for you. I want, I want, you, I want to find out how you feel about that, um, that migrate situation done by Manhattan there, because that thing to me is very terrible. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace, number one, that we have an asylum uh, system in this country that is completely broken. On the Border is a podcast that I do with Todd Bensman, who is from the Center for Immigration Studies. We have talked about how broken the asylum system is. I don't have time right now to go to it in detail. But it has been abused, and politicians on both sides know that it has been abused now for decades, and that needs to be solved. Number two. You're in a country, and they tell you you have to move. You you got your hand out, and you're a beggar. You move. You don't sit there and hold a protest. Just by way of note, Americans in Mexico cannot participate in any political. You can't protest. You can't do anything. We are so forgiving in this country of so much that is egregious. And this, what we are seeing here, this display of ingratitude when you are in this country illegally is turning off so many people as it should. It is a disgrace. And it is a a disgrace that politicians on both sides have let this immigration, the only politician that we have had in the past 25, 30 years that has been serious about fixing immigration His initials are DJT, and he did it with Republican political knives stuck in his back his entire term of office. Well, that's it for today. And there are some other headlines that I wanted to get to. I'm going to hold some of those stories for tomorrow, including AOC paid campaign cast to Chinese foreign agent. And there are other candidates caught up in this, too, talking about China. China. In the meantime, in between time, it's time for us to go. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We are so delighted to have you here every day. God willing, we will all be here. Meet up here tomorrow on WABC. Get the WABC app. Keep it with you all day, all night. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.